Hi, I'm your host, Karina Gantis, and you're listening to a special edition of Behind the Pen for the NAPOD POMO National Podcast Post Month. Hello, everyone. I'm Karina Gantis, your host for Behind the Pen, and welcome to another episode. I am an award-winning author of 14 books and award-winning filmmaker. I'm a booktuber, a YouTuber. I run Author Assist, which helps authors with their marketing and promotion and everything in between. And I'm also the host of the radio show, Author Assist on the Artist First Radio Network. Today, my special guest is Jennifer L. Anderson. Welcome to the show, Jennifer. Thank you very much. It's good to be here. Whereabouts are you calling from? I am in a a town called Gallatin, which is just north of Nashville, Tennessee, in in the U.S. Yes. Country Western, home of Country Western. Country music. We dropped the Western years ago. And I only make that classification (laughs) because I worked in that industry for a long time. Oh, wow. We're kind of particular. (laughs) Right. Fair enough. I know not to say that again. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Behind the pen is for anyone that that, uh, works with a pen. You could be an artist, a musician, a illustrator, a author, writer, director, editor, tattooist. The list goes on. So Jennifer, (laughs) what do you use your pen for? I I write and that has been different things over the years. I started out writing copy, uh, worked in different, worked in uh, TV and radio as a copywriter. And then then, uh, I moved on and I wrote a radio show, wrote and produced a radio show for years. in country music it was a country music countdown show which is why I know you know (laughs) so much about country music Um, and then several years ago I decided I uh, really wanted to pursue my uh, childhood dream of writing novels so uh, I have now officially written novels because you know it it took me forever to write the first one but I've now written two (laughs) <laughs> it always does. Well, let's go back first to the um, writing of um, the uh, TV and radio. How did you fall? How did that fall into your lap? How did that happen? Well, uh, I got a degree in advertising uh, mm-hmm. from the University of Illinois, and uh, you know, just pursued the the regular thing. I, I applied for advertising jobs and I got a job at an advertising agency which lasted about a year before they fired me (laughs) I didn't you know first jobs Um, (laughs) and then I I ended up doing the same type of thing but at a tv station but it was such an education because uh, I I made friends there and learned more about the tv industry Um, yeah so moved on, moved That's on to a, a, another TV station, ended up at uh, WSM Radio in Nashville, which is the home of the Grand Ole Opry. Yeah, and, um, yeah, and yeah, where, yeah. Yeah, I actually got married on the Opry stage. No way. I did, I did. Oh, it's not about what you know, it's about <laughs> who you know. <laughs> it absolutely is. <laughs> oh, wow. So, so at the 
at the radio station there in Nashville, I, um, I, I kind of switched from writing advertising copy to uh, they had me fill in for somebody writing, uh, writing a radio show. And, and that, that kind of stuck. And, I, and as I said- They didn't I want them back it. after they took you on. Well, they, you know, she, the, the gal came back, but, uh, and then she decided she didn't want it any longer, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I wouldn't have ended up there anyway. It just was, it was a good fit. Yeah, what was the show about? Was it, oh yes, you said it was about country music. It was a quiz, quiz show, was it? Uh, no, it was um, it was a countdown show. So it was hosted by Crook and Chase. So uh, folks in the U.S. and older folks in the U.S. might know that name. They also had a TV show um, about country music. But this was a countdown show. So it was very much uh, by, by rote. Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, th this week at number 30. Yeah. But then you, but then, you know, you'd also try to find information I laugh. It was like uh, I was always a procrastinator in school when it came to research projects and and papers. And I, so I got a job where every week I wrote a research paper on deadline. You know. <laughs> so how many? I mean, how many years were you in that industry for? Oh, probably thirteen. I probably probably wrote the radio show thirteen, fourteen years. Wow. It's quite some skin that is. So, how I mean, I don't know how old you were when you started this. So I'm trying to think: Are you a late a starter when it came to being a novelist? You're asking if I'm old. I am. I'm being really <laughs> polite here. <laughs> uh, I I did. I actually um, I I could have been younger. I was in my forties when um, we, the, my stepkids were raised and I was driving in, we were living up in, in Gallatin, which as I say is north of Nashville, but it was, it's kind of a hairy drive. And, and I finally just said to my husband, I said, you know, can I, can I quit this? Can we, uh, can we afford for me to uh, freelance? And um, we worked the finances around where I could, which was good because I didn't make nearly as much money, mm -hmm. but but um, so I, I freelanced in it in my 40s and then and then started writing the book. And as I say, it took me a long time. So I was in my 50s by the time I, I released my first one. But it took me three years to write my second one, too. So I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm doing this very slowly. <laughs> no, no, it does, darling. I, my my quickest book was six months for the first draft. The rest, and I've got 14 books, the rest of my books were five, sometimes 10 years. I put it down, forgot about I, it, picked it up later. And even though right, the story was feel a little written. Better. Yeah, no, no, you should. So your first book, I mean, what, what first of all, before I, uh, we talk about it, what genre was it? It is, um, the, both books are, are in a series, so mm -hmm. I'm, I'm working, slowly working my way through a trilogy. It is a dystopian, uh, post-apocalyptic, but, but also just more action-adventure. No zombies. No zombies, but there are monsters. Ooh. <laughs> I like that. I like to say, I, I've written dystopian. I like it when you can create a a world like that. So yeah. what was the reason for your dystopian world? 
why was it uh, what what happened to the world to make it uh, change the, uh, it is called buku b-u-k-u um, and and that is the reason that they are um, they are man created mammals. Uh, you know how they used to harvest blubber from whales yeah. for fuel. Yeah. So this guy, the scientist, has this idea to take hippo DNA and whale and, and a little bit of everything else and make these. They're like giant hippos that carry blubber under their hides, and they just grew their own oil. And so the whole world jumps on this, you know, because we're, we're fuel obsessed. Yeah. And um, except that, you know, because it's, these are not, these are man-created. Yeah. yeah, so they, the evolution takes over and they become bigger and meaner and they start growing more teeth and they, they develop claws and, wow. and they basically destroy the world. Wow. So did you have a nightmare and come up with this uh, idea? Or is it like a book you read or a film that you've seen? Where did the initial idea come from? I, I, I did dream a scene that kind of started it, but it wasn't about the buku. It was just, there's a, you know, there's the main character is this woman, Iris, and there is a love interest. So that was the scene I dreamed about, yeah. uh, was, was this interaction between the two of them. You just throw a uh, monster in after that. <laughs> I just threw a monster in after that. And I, I read some early notes because I don't really remember this, but I read some early notes. So it took me a long time to figure out what it was. I'm actually, you know, very interested in, in, uh, you know, ecology. And, mm. and so, you know, the, I think a lot of that was how I ended up with Buku, but uh, it took me a while to develop, figure out what kind of monster destroyed the world, but. Wow. Buku. Ended up with buku. Yeah, I've never heard of a buku before. Well, you because I made him up. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a cool name, buku. But he sounds cute though. But he's not, is he? He's not. <laughs> though there is one good buku uh, in the book, Hank. Hank, <laughs> um, the good buku. Hank. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's not. He's not good, but he ends up saving them a couple of times. So. Oh, that's a bit like Gremlins, where you've got one good uh mogwai and then the rest of them are gremlins right right <laughs> but yeah i mean genetic engineering i mean this is a scary thing because it's happening nowadays uh with the clonings and and where you don't know what goes on in the labs so it is it's is a scary thought that one day it could happen not as your book reads but something similar that makes it uh more of a dystopian horror when you think about it. Well, and it it is, and 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 a lot of the uh, reviews that I've gotten say you know this could happen. I mean, I I, I tried to yeah. I tried to follow some of the science uh, evolution. I, I got called, you know, the evolution is uh, happens a little too fast, but they're they're meddled with DNA. So who's yeah. who's to say the evolution won't take over more? Um, but yeah, I tried to make it feel like it could happen. Hopefully it couldn't. Yeah, it, it certainly sounds, I mean, I've done a dystopian sci-fi, but then I've done an erotica, my <laughs> dystopian sci-fi erotica, and yours is <laughs> like a dystopian sci-fi horror. Yes, yes. Or even a thriller. 
it's more thriller. It, mm -hmm. I mean, some, you know, some people die and you have to really run from the, uh, from the monsters, but I don't, I, I try, it's more, I like action movies. You know, I like Marvel mm -hmm. movies. That's, that's kind of the, the feel I get for it. There's, I've, give, I've given some people some nightmares, but, but more hopefully it's just exciting. <laughs> Have you seen the film Love and Monsters? No, I haven't. Oh my gosh, it is exactly like what you're describing. Oh, okay. uh, it's a dystopian and the world is just crawling with these giant monsters. Um, All right, yeah. Creatures that have just, just gone like 10 times the size they should be. And so everybody's right. living underground because nobody can live above. And um, there's a love story in it as well. And it's a, it's a, came out a couple of years ago so you could still probably find it might even okay. be on Netflix for all I know love and monsters okay. yeah that's a dystopian um sci-fi romance dystopian monster thingy bobby yeah and, sounds, uh, sounds very similar yeah well, in the, yeah in the second book uh which is called Buku Sun and Shadows they go to a different community and and those people just basically took giant borers and drilled into mountains a mountain and and made their community in these you know in this tunnels within the within the mountains so <laughs> guess where my dystopian people live <laughs> well you'd said the underground so in mountains in, in mountains all right <laughs> um mine, mine's uh dystopian because of acid rain it actually is acid now and oh, so wow. people are living in the mountains in communities right um, um there's all different sections and they all have their own jobs to do and uh, then there's this plant that they have to find that helps them with food helps them with health helps them it's just part of their life they need that plant but there's another half of a different kind of um we call them Maliks, not humans, but um, there's a different kind of Maliks that's using the plant for recreation, uh, recreation drugs. Oh, see, and, I have a very similar thing in my book. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there's, there's two sort of uh, war between the two, the two, even though the same species, they're both wanting the plant for different reasons. As right. in the first book, um, it's it's a yeah dystopian sci-fi erotica and then the author that I actually co-wrote with she kept us nice so you've got a naughty version and a nice version of the same <laughs> book all right <laughs> so different isn't it that is a good way to do it so I mean your first book you said it took you quite a long time is this because you didn't did. have time for writing or it you just weren't motivated enough or you were you were stuck i mean what what took the time for that it 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 wasn't about time i actually um was in this creative group that my pastor started and and i it, it was it became therapy for me and mm. and i decided that it, it it's i'm fearful <laughs> i i've always wanted to write i think the first one especially i've always wanted to write a book but when you're writing, you know, especially the first draft, I, I just, I don't, I didn't know if I could. And, mm. and if I, if I couldn't do this to, to the level that I wanted to do it, I wanted to write a good book. Um, 
you know, what happened to this childhood dream? I mean, I, I was always going to be a writer someday of, of novels. And then, and then I think I doubted that I could do it. Oh, what made you doubt that though? Who made you doubt yourself? Oh, that, you know, that, that probably goes much deeper. Have you ever read the uh, book, The Artist's Way? No. Julia, Julia Cameron, I think is the name of the gal, but it's, it's this whole book. It's, it's, it's wonderful. They use it in Nashville. A lot of uh, songwriters use it. Mm. Um, But it's, it's, it really is, therapy you you creative therapy you go through and you and you try to identify the voices in your head that tell you you can't do this the the whole imposter syndrome thing and um and, and she just goes through it and that in this creative group that I don't know you know my own insecurities uh a little bit of my mother a little mm-hmm. bit of everybody who has said something to me over the years, you know, that Made all you became... doubt yourself. Yes, yes. But and my own perfectionism. But you did it. I mean, book one, book one is out. It's it's out there. You you've you're a published author, a published writer. You've done it. It I did. And 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 the second one's out there now. And and as I say, it took me as long, but but the first one was was well received in reviews. It's not sold a lot, but people liked it. And then I think it was, can I do this again? And, and, and they're not, they're not, I can talk myself out of them. I mean, I'm a logical person, but creative, creativity is not always logical. You know, how many, what, how many pages are we talking about for the first book? Um, I can't tell you pages The the first book is, is around a hundred thousand words. Okay, okay, so that's a, a good, a, a good size book. book. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the, your second one? It's it's a little longer than that, probably one hundred twelve thousand. Nice. And so, are you working on the third one? Do you have it? I am plotted out. Are you working on it already? I, I I have started on it, which I I didn't on the second one. So I'm I'm hoping that means this takes a lot uh, less time. And I think I have a, a better idea of where it's going. The the second one I kind of got bogged down in the middle. Um, are you are you a are you a plotter? Do you actually plot things out? No, no. I'm You're a pantser. A, I'm very much a pantser. Me uh, too. Yeah, I know where I'm going at the very end, but you know, I don't know how I'm getting there. <laughs> mm. I have a, an idea of the scene of the first scene of the book. And then I go from there, basically. Oh, yeah. You don't even really know. You don't know the end. <laughs> no, no, it's all it's all plotted in my head, but nothing is written down on paper or, right. or in planners or anything. Except, I mean, if I was, when I first started and I was writing my um motorcycle outlaw motorcycle club thrillers of course every biker has a road name and every biker has a kind of bike so i would definitely jot that down so i don't get them mixed up and you know then you get someone in a review saying oh you know you you did that wrong or you said that wrong (laughs) so um when it comes to uh, fantasy hardly any research is needed because it's all 
make-believe. Anything you want to write about exists because it's fantasy. Now, that's right. the same with dystopian because you are in a fantasy world that you've created, even though the dystopian world has to have some realistic qualities to what the world was like before it became dystopian. So yes. Did you have to do any research for your books? Yes, and I, I, try, I very much wanted it to feel real. Um, I mean, I made up monsters. <laughs> but yeah. as I said, a lot of my reviews say this feels like this, this could happen. And, and, and that makes me feel good because that, that's yeah. the way I wanted it to be. Exactly, you did your job. Um, yeah, so, but yeah, I had to research uh, uh, weapons and, and mountains. I, uh, Google Earth was a friend because, um, you know, I wanted to, they ended up in the Rocky Mountains and I had to look at mountains and, you know, and, and see distances and, could you know could any of this be realistic and and um drugs i i you know because i have a plant that uh that you know they're seeking and that that ends up helping them and and so yeah i'm i'm uh, oh at one gosh. point i was just like i'm i'm, I'm looking up guns and drugs and <laughs> it's crazy though isn't it we've never met we've never read each other's books and yet we have such similarities in They're our very stories. Similar. Uh -huh. isn't, it, isn't it crazy? So Maybe if you imagine the end of the world, these, these are the elements maybe. that are, are part of it. Maybe. Maybe that's why we come up with the same, same uh, idea for this plant that sustains life, but can also take away it, especially when they're fighting to get this plant off the other people. I mean, there's, there's killings, there's war, there's murders and everything to get this plant. And of course the plant's becoming rarer and rarer because there's there's only so many left, you know. And right, so that's very cool. It, it's, it gets, uh, the, the second book, because we're doing a trilogy, me and my co-author, and the first book's out there. The second book, we're, we've just finished the second draft. Um, and the third book, we know what's going to happen, but we won't get there yet. That'll be next year now. Um, but it's exciting when you're building, you're building, when you've built a world that is so realistic to you, but it's, it's so involved that you can't just leave it as one book, because that's what right. toxic, toxic, our book was going to be one book and <laughs> a, like a little novella or something. Right. But after we finished, we were like, no, no, we've, you know, we've built this new world with these new rules and these new way of life and there's no way we can just drop it and leave it. We have to carry on with it. And so that's why we turned it into a trilogy. Did you know when you first started, I can't remember that beautiful name now, Buku, Buku, Buki. Buku, yes. Yeah, Buku, there you go. And when you first started book one of Buku, did you know it was going to be a trilogy? I, I did not. I, I had this idea for that was going to be one story. I think that was why book two was, also difficult was because I didn't I didn't have that one I didn't you know think about this and plan the whole thing in my mind for so long um part of it was I think it sells better if you you know if you have a trilogy you you can <laughs> sell people on the second one if they like the first one 
Yeah, but, that's, that's, they usually say the more books you have, the more sales you get, but that's a load of rubbish, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it hasn't maybe, been true for me yet. <laughs> well, maybe maybe with a, a series, okay, but uh, for, for 14 books, you don't sell more books if you've got 14 books published. That's a definite no. So, um, so you're working on book three now. Um, how far are you into it now? I'm about... 17,000 words so uh, into the first I, draft yes mm -hmm. yes so we could be looking at another year year and a half it, I'm I'm hoping year I I mm. don't I don't know that I can write it faster than that um but I'm I'd like to keep it to that <laughs> we'll see um, you're saying about you know you've got great reviews for the ones that have actually bought it and read it but you can't get many sales what's going on with that how are you marketing? I mean, you're independent, I assume. You're not with a yes. uh, yeah, contract, okay. So uh, what platforms are you using? What kind of marketing and promotion are you doing for your books? And how often? I uh, It's just on Amazon. Uh, it's in Kindle Unlimited as well. I'm um, actually, does this air uh today or is uh, this, this is for the future probably be tomorrow actually this will go out yeah okay i just uh i just finished with a promotion uh, on amazon a, uh, a freebie so i gave away a lot of books did you get um, a lot of downloads yeah i have so we'll see i keep i'm obsessively checking <laughs> my reviews to see if anybody has read it I, I yeah, know people downloaded is, it. But... I've, I've done 3,000 downloads and maybe received one review out of all of them. Oh, really? Well, that's, people that's my download, case so far. People download free books because they're free, not necessarily because they want to read it, unfortunately. Right. That's right. the truth of it. Um, right. You've been with KU from the start with both books. Yes. Are you getting page reads? Some, but um, fairly minimal. You know, my advice as a marketing and promoter, which I've been doing for 27 years, is to take it off the rotor now. Just for just for one one rotor for the 90 days, take it off. Uh -huh. Go on to draft to digital, which then goes to um, Apple, Google Play, Kobo, Barnes and Noble, and another 10 other different outlets. Um, go wide for a, a couple of months, see how you do with wide, because you can still be selling on Amazon through right. draft to digital, right. but without doing the KU and having to right. be just Amazon. My advice is to get that tick off the automatic uh, um, rotor for the uh, KU and right. go wide for a few months and see how you do. And then you can always start, you can actually pause it on, draft digital just press the pause button and then go back onto ku if you wanted to okay so it's not hard to to it's it's get not them hard off. to do no okay. we can we can talk more about this uh after uh maybe tomorrow or after the show when it airs and uh i can go through it more with you but i would say if KU's not working for you in all this time and sales are so bad in in this time you've had these two books out it's time to take a look at the book to take a look at where you're promoting how you're promoting and maybe it's time to to go wide 
uh, okay, I will, I will, I'll look at that advice. I'm, I love KU, mm -hmm. but I know it's, it's very good for fantasy, romance, uh, those things, but uh, this is kind of, mine's, it's dystopian, but, you know, this action, it's got a little, it's got elements of faith in it. And uh, maybe I do need to look for a bigger audience. Yeah, I mean, there's, if it doesn't sell, there's reasons for it. It could be the cover, it could be the blurb, it could be the price, or it could be the way you're marketing and promoting the book. And I wish yes. I had time to go through all this with you now, but unfortunately <laughs> I don't. But yes, we know that, that your fault. book, yeah, we know that your book is on KU, so everyone can go down, download it free on Kindle Limited if you have Kindle Limited. If not, you can buy it direct from Amazon. Where are you on social media, Jennifer? Jennifer Anderson Writer. That's a, a writer. Uh, that's a Facebook and Instagram. Um, Jennifer andersonwriter.com is my website however i'm having i don't know i've uh, i'm i'm blacklisted on some uh antivirus sites right now so i'm oh, working dear. diligently to get that off but but uh, yeah hit me up on facebook or instagram and wonderful well jennifer thank you so much for being a guest on behind the pen uh, i wish you, you huge success with book three and thank you. Thank uh, hopefully you. we can we can get you successful with book one and book two. I appreciate it. B-U-K-U. It's very simple. <laughs> Buku. <laughs> Buku. <laughs> Buku. <laughs> okay. Thanks so Take much. care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.